Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. You're in New York now. Yeah. You're doing this. Time. And New York in those days, and you remember this. Oh, New please. York was the island of misfit toys. It was you it's and, everybody but, who ran away right. from, came here from the and dog. could and could live. We could live. I lived on we, cold sesame noodle. Like you could be an a starving artist in Manhattan. Yeah. And I had a regular, Not anymore. I was lucky because I had a regular job, so I could afford my what was my right. rent? Twelve fifty, I think. Wow. Mine was, like, was so eight hundred. So yeah. I could do that. But um yeah, no, I I just and it was funny, I was explaining to someone I said because I, I we had rehearsed when I was doing a Lisa uh, right. Lampanelli show and that we were rehearsing in the East Village. Right. Really far over. Right. So I had time, I got there early and I'm walking around and I was and I was like, Where the hell was the world? Because I right. used to go to a club called The World. It was like Second and C, right? Okay, so and, and I thought was to myself, shit then. Oh my god, you! Could, I was like, how did we not die doing? But, and this? I remember going to see the real life Brady Bunch down oh, there sure. with Jane, Jane, Jane Lynch. Lynch yeah, yes. and then I remember uh, and, and Andy and, Richter. Yep, yeah. and Rent. Yeah, that I didn't get on. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 
I that that place was so disgusting. I can't believe we walked there. All right. So um, you're and you in, do it on like a Tuesday night at two in the morning. Right. You get to work at nine o'clock. Right. You still make it to work. And you were we worked. Yeah. We worked. <laughs> Oh, um, okay, but it was really about it was all the kids who were the misfits, right? Were running the show after and, midnight. And we were, it was ours. We were it. Yeah. We were we, it. We, you know, we, I was just hanging chisel. out at every yeah. fucking comedy club trying to get on. <laughs> so, um, okay, so you, how do you end up going from this, you know, writer to getting on the Daily Show? I did a. I was freelancing. I wrote for Spy Magazine, right. For an editor there who, uh, Guy Nicolucci, changed my life, I have to say. So anyway, so I'm writing these columns, and we did a column called To New York. It appeared T-O-O? T-O-O, New York, right. exclamation mark. Now, To New York, for people who don't know, can mean too Jewish right, or too gay. Right. To New York. Right. That's what uh, people... When someone says, like, you know, you audition for something or you're, you're, you know, you're up for something and they say, no, she's too New York, it's usually... For me, it's too Jewish. Yeah, and for me, it means too gay. Right. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, I don't even know if that's still the case. That used oh, to be, it's that, still the that case. That was the euphemism. Yeah. It was too New York. So anyway, so we did this comic called Too New York, and it was so bitchy and so funny and so queer. Just, right. Just, I did Martha Stewart's calendar for Sylvia Miles. Remember Sylvia Miles? <laughs> yes. And it was things like, yes. it was like, call agent, right. try 411. <laughs> it was so mean. It was, right, I would right, never right. write something right. that's mean now. But it was really mean, and it was really funny. But right. it, was, it was back in the day when really evil, right. evil things could be said. Right, and you felt no guilt. Right, you know. Now you feel guilty. Right, but but it was it because was so it follows you. It, it follows yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's, it's not then, like oh, was, that was funny. Bye, done. You know, so nothing's and, ever and, done. And we apologized. We we made up many right, years later. Right, right. So anyway, but uh, but so I was doing this. So anyway, so he gets shit canned before. His second issue hits the stage. Oh god! You know? Yeah. I was like, great. It's the most fun I've ever had. And the next editor came in and said. Why are you writing about Rex Reed? And I was like, I can't answer that question because if you, if you know, it's it's sort of like everything I think is funny. I now have to explain. To right, you. right, like, right. I can't. No, it's right. Like I'm, there's no way for me to explain why doing. We did cultural flashcards, and it was oh we, oh one of the features was top or bottom. That's right. what it was. Oh, that's funny. And, and the first issue was the first time we did it was. Um, uh, Siegfried and Roy, right? And the second one was Joni and Chachi, right? And so it was just a t- survey, right, top or right. bottom. It was the, I had two pages to play with, so that's I did hilarious. All stuff. So anyway, but that was one of them. I had to explain that to him. I was like, you know what? We're not. I just got to go, right? So that did, didn't. But anyway, so a few months later, this guy who the guy Nicolucci calls me said, I'm working on this. I'm a writer on this show now called The Daily Show, and it's like, you know, why don't you come on and promote your book? And I was like, okay. So I got I sat on the ca- Phyllis, a boy named Phyllis, Phyllis. Phyllis, my first book. So it's 1996. Books just come down, right? And I sit with Craig Kilborn. And I start uh, uh, talking about movies and stuff because they said, talk about movies when you're on. I was like, okay. And that led to me having the job as the movie reviewer. But did they tell you that day? No, but they kind of were like, hey, why don't you come on and do that? And then we kind of brainstormed the thing. So was it like... Okay, why don't you come on like in a couple weeks and you'll talk about this? And, and then ended up, and no, you they never paired me with Liz Winstead, right. who was the co-creator of the right. show. And so Liz and I became sort of Siskel and Eber. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of the the quieter of the two of us. Liz really ran the you know, it was her show. Right, right. You right. Know. And so she was But she, you're more knowledgeable about movies, yeah, don't but you it think? wasn't real. We were right, just right, right, cracking right, right. wise. Okay. But it was oh please. It's, anyway, so the, then she when she left the show. They tried to pair me with other people, and it never worked. And then I said, you know, I really could do this by myself, and that's when it took off. And and so it really it, it became this own out at the movies thing of me. And right. I said, we okay. This is this is the kind of jokes we got away with. Uh, we did 
Moulin Rouge. Right. I loved Moulin okay. Rouge. Moulin Rouge. I do too. I can't wait for the music like. on Broadway. So, but we not, we said this entire movie set under a gay Christmas tree. Right. It was the opening of it. We're going on and on. Right. And we, I said uh, about Nicole Kidman is so good in this movie. I said it's a and and we cut to Ewan McGregor and we said it's amazing, amazing what having a heterosexual partner can do for a girl. Right. Okay. So you've just done an awful gay Tom Cruise joke. Right. You know? Right. 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 So we did that. And we also did my favorite joke that I ever did on The Daily Show. And it's so mean. And I love her. And I would right. apologize if I ever met her. I said, we're, we're showing her. on. She's Satine or whatever that character. She's swinging over right. the crowd. And we said, Nicole Kidman is a singing, dancing prostitute who wants to be taken seriously as an actress. I'm sorry. She plays a singing, dancing prostitute who wants to be taken seriously as an actress. So that was my favorite joke right. that I ever did. Um and it was so it was those kinds of jokes and it was really funny right cuz it was gay that was gay humor that was that and, you know and that edgy the straight guys right, like, always right, you know right. it was it, we did jokes like um we did um the planet of the apes is one of my favorite ones we right. did the, the awful marky mark right. version but the whole thing and uh, it said i it said it's something about that I looked at Roddy McDowell and I and I you know I said uh, when I grow up I want to be just like him and you know and and it, the punchline was I told my mother that and I said you know and I said Harry and gay ta <laughs> you know so that was the, and I was like so and I showed my really hairy forearms right and so it was but it was we did those kinds of jokes and it was really dirty and gay and, and what fun. was it twelve years how long no were you? I did it six and a half six and a half. Six oh, 12 half years the, was your radio show twelve okay. years on the radio show six and a half so you on did the radio six show. and a half how did they. And why did they let you go? The show was becoming something different. You know, right. it was becoming this political so entity. We, when were, we John, were a spoof of... I just was on for three years with John. Right. So when John came, took it over from Craig... He could have shown me the door, but right, didn't. Right, right. Which was really nice. Right. And then you were there for three years. Yeah. Three, three and a half. I mean, and how three, often were you on? Three and a half. Every other week. Right. And... So we were on... I think I did over... I did about 150 of them. Wow. I think... Something Do you like get that. residuals for those? No, it's a fucking unplugged cable. Yeah, fucking bullshit. I know. So, but it really kind of put you out there. Oh yeah, it was a big. I, and like, you were doing stand up. What a stupid place to start. To right. start. start at the top because you really right. there's only one way to go. So you know, I was on the coolest show on TV. Right, the, right out of the gate. So it was fun. And then, but did, I didn't take stand up seriously until right. just a few years ago. Now, yeah. how did they let you go? They, they, I didn't go. I didn't do it very well. I kind of didn't want to leave. I, they had to sort of drag me out. <laughs> Not really. But I know they just basically wanted me to just leave quietly. And I said, well, let's come up with something else for me to do. And, Wait, and, they brought you in an office. Yeah. And they told me that we're, our, the show is going in different directions. And a movie critic is really not what we're doing anymore. And so I didn't. And what'd you say? I didn't take it well. Like, I said, then, all I right, said, I'm going to do, they, uh, okay, let's do said. the scene. Let's do the scene. <laughs> Frank, I wanted to talk to you. Um, you know, we love you here at The Daily Show. And, uh. You know, as since John's taken over, it's gone in a different direction. We're more political. And unfortunately, we we don't see a place for you here. We don't see a place for a movie critic anymore. I just it's really going to be all about politics. So we're tell, letting you tell know. me it's not personal. Go ahead. And, and, and it's not personal. As you know, we all adore you. Well, if it's not personal, let's come up with something else for me to do. That's what I said. And they were like, there's nothing else for me to do. <laughs> there's nothing else for you to do. Can you get the fuck out of here? So did you clean your desk that day or? I didn't have a desk. No, I was freelance. So All I right. just would go did in there. Did you cry? Everywhere. No, but I was sad. Yeah. Especially because, you know, it was, it was, 
It was a good gig. It was a fantastic gig. I was at the point of like, you know, the Frank Hyde, the driver, is named James and he'll be there. At right, right, right. You know, I mean, it was that. I was loving it. But that, you know, and no one tells you that that kind of crap is fleeting. You just think it's always going right, to be Right, I know. No That's one the ever warned I you. tell every young comic and every person who's on a show right now, save your money. It's not going to last. It Everything is cyclical, you know? It's, I... Yeah, it's so. You know what? No one has. Well, you know what? Who we were talking before about my parents. I was like, who was going to prepare me for that? Right. You know, there is no one in my right. life that was going to tell me. You do know that, that this is. Because gonna... I thought every. I thought people like Rosie O'Donnell didn't have any downs. Right. You know right. I mean? Right. 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 Like, it's just pew. You right. Know? And it's not. And yet, if you really look at it, was like what I was saying before about the the you know always we always wanted a, a talk show and then you're like schmuck you did have a talk show right it's like. I thought but it wasn't I the wanted, talk show I wanted, right. but yeah. it was like I always wanted. I th- I wanted that. I thought that book was going to change my right. life. The first book was going to change my I life. Always, and you know what? It did. I met my husband because right. of that book, so it did change. But it's my not. Life. But you always think I'm going to be a big star and I'm going to have a lot of money. And it's like I feel like we. I keep trying. Don't you keep? I mean, I just keep yes. going because I love what I do. All right. Well, yeah. I only think when I was people talking about at our age now. Everyone's uh, we were saying before people start talking about retiring. It's like, right. You only want to retire right. if you do something you don't love. It's like what? It's right. Like, why would somebody is saying, well, Judy, you don't get to go on stage and face the adoration right. of people and make people laugh right. and then get a check when you're doing right. So like, why would you want to not do that? Exactly. Like, roll and me I'm out funny. There. I've never been funnier, but I can't get on a TV show because I'm too fucking old. <laughs> okay. So you leave the Daily Show. How do you get, then you get the serious XM. I had about a year uh, of fatutsing uh, around, and then my now, were, at this point, were you depressed? Were you like, "Oh fuck, that was my"? I my... think that was a B. Well, okay, because that's what happens. People listen. Like you, you're like you're rejected, and the the greatest thing about this business is that your life could change tomorrow. And the worst thing about this business is that your life could change tomorrow. So you know, I, it's okay. It's 2003. Yeah, Daily Show gives me the heave how. Right. My mother dies. Yeah. How how soon after? Within months. Or in months of each other. Did you call her to tell her? Then yeah. that's what killed her. Now then, uh, TV Guide, which was my big freelance gig, right. and they were paying a lot of money right. for me to sit in my underwear and write about ridiculousness. Right. Decide they got a new editor who decided that everyone Ugh. he didn't hire has was to an go. Untalented. Right. Hat. Right. Right. So I had zero income. Right. And for the uh, first time in your life, for the first time in my life, and so there it was. And so, had yeah, you saved I, your money? No, I pissed, well, yeah, yeah. pissed it away. Yeah. Like a gay you're supposed to. Um, <laughs> like any gay man would. I pissed it away. But uh, no, anyway, so, uh, and then I ended up getting this job, uh, used my savings, and then uh, and ended up getting a job at Sirius. And then, so I did a, a gig at Sirius for 12 and a half With years. Doria. Now, how'd you meet Doria Biddle? They threw us, we were introduced on a Friday and we were on the air on a Monday. Were they going to give her a show? No. She was a producer on a show. She was already working there. She was a producer. But on not in New York. Show. She was in L.A. In L.A. So they flew her in and made her miserable. So it was good. She hated New York. Still wow, does. really? Still does. Hates it. You know that that was my ex's first crush was with Doria Biddle. You know this whole story, yeah, about Sharon yeah. being in love with Doria Biddle. Okay, so and I remember meeting her and going, "Wait, I know your name," and it took me years to figure <laughs> out. So you're doing the show. So it was fun. So we got to. It was all great. Kind of fun people. I loved it. I loved. It. But it was. I left. I was so naked. It was. You know. I mean. I was just. I was so. There was nothing held back. Those. When I left that. Sh- when I left that office that day, the cupboard was bare, and then I had to fill it up overnight. Did you, know? you for twelve years? Yes. And it was two hours. Three. Three. Three hours, five days a week. Right. So fifteen hours of bullshit. And how many? Di- how many weeks off did you get a year? Two. That's maybe it. Th- it was like a full time. Three. Wow. I think by the end it was But three. did you love it? 
Uh, I loved when the red light was on. Right. And the rest like of the most sh- comedians. Right, 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 when, right. When you're right. actually performing, it's right. fantastic. All the rest of it's perfect. And all the, uh, yeah. Now, would you go into the office all day? Like, yeah, was I would it- go. Well, the first guy that we had insisted that we were there an hour and a half. Before? No, an hour and a half for every hour we were on the air before. So I was. Who the fuck? Who the fuck <laughs> tells you that? Like. So they wanted oh, me there four man. and a half hours. Now, as anyone, if you were sitting in an office for four and a half hours and then you have to perform for three. Uh, that's ridiculous. How about doing like a, an hour before and a How couple about, hours yeah. after? Or whatever works for you. How about right. that? Is yeah. it funny on the air? Yes, then let him do it the way right, he wants right, to right. do it. That's all that really matters. And what would you do for those four and a half hours besides oh, jerk off? pizza and yell at each other and, and hate our lives. And, right. You know, everything you're not supposed to do. We weren't, right. we weren't coming up with any more funny. We were just winging it. And Did you make good money? It wasn't bad. Right. It wasn't great. Right, Because right. get... they don't pay that much. No. Because Howard gets it all. Um, ha- it wasn't the worst. Right. But it wasn't, you, you know, it was not what people would think. Not by a long shot. Now, how did they let you go? Because that, uh, oh, they that got whole, rid of the whole channel. channel. No, they got rid of the whole channel. They, they came in on our 12th anniversary and they, I'd love that you asked how they let you go questions. That's yeah. really funny. No, they came, they flew uh, the woman out from New York and when I saw her face in the office, I was like, oh, this is Oh, wait, funny. you had gone to LA? I was doing the show in LA for a couple of years. Yeah. Right. The, at the end, at, at the, the very end. end. Yeah. Which was really fun. Yeah. Except it was too early in the morning for right. me. I had to get up at five o'clock in the right. morning. Right. Fucking um, so anyway, but it was the show was fun from there, and Dory and I would sit with each other and, and quatch and stuff. But uh, yeah, when when we saw that woman show up from New York, we were just like, "Hi, we know what this is about." And it's like you're here with the, there's a I don't see the hatchet, but I know it's here. Right. And so yeah, she's and and um, they told us on our on our the our actual twelfth anniversary that the channel was going and you're going with it, and there are quote unquote no further opportunities for you at this. No company. fucking way. Quote unquote. No further. Now, did you pull the Frank that you t- pulled at the Daily Show? No, I just was. It was that was. It was more the <laughs> you're breaking up with me. Right. It was, the, it was the the boyfriend that you should have broken up with. Right, ten right. years earlier. I should have stayed there about four years. Right. And then gone winged, and moved on. Know, yeah. Tried to move. But no, twelve. But know. it was e- like it was easy and it, it was, was e- like, it was yes stable. Yes, and you. Could, I remember you went on the Rosie. Like you could do, could do shit. Fun things. Yeah. yeah, you could do. You could, and you could record from anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Occasionally, well, but so yeah. But it was they. They just uh, you know people say you know did they appreciate you? I said the listeners did. Right. You know the listeners. The other loved thing it. is like I had a show. I was doing a weekend show, and then they were like negotiating a show show for me, and then they just never called back. When they, they when they ghost? when oh, they, I love being ghosted. That's yeah, the best when thing. they when they came back with another offer, you know, we came back with another, and then never called, and then this is done. It's like who the fuck does business like that? Um, <laughs> I think everyone is yeah. what I'm worried about now. I think everyone. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but 
Fast growing trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew. The space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. Now you're back to writing. Um, yeah, you're ri- doing a lot of New York Times stuff. Yeah, I did. I only, it's, you know, it seems like more, but I did six last that's, year. I know. That's a lot. lot. Yeah. Especially How when, long does it take you to write one of those articles? The 3,000 worder was, it took me a few weeks. Yeah. You know, because like you first have to read a bunch of stuff. And right. I didn't used to work this way, but now right. I want it to be really, well, right. it's the time you also want it to be really good. Right, right, right. So you read every freaking thing you can get your hand on. Then you call, even if it's, if it's 600 words, you call five people. Right. You know what I mean? It used to be. Call two people, write a story. And it didn't right. even care. But it's like when you're doing for the New York Times. I did a story on ceramic Christmas trees. Right. You do not. It was 600 words. Right. It was. It took as much work as the, as the Bob Mackie story that yeah, was 3,000 words. Yeah. It's like you got to call people. You got to dig them up. You got to right. go, what about this? What about that? Right. Who would be fun to talk to? You know, and you do all that. Um, and you take notes and you read books. And yeah, you, and you yeah. do all that stuff. And then you go see Cher twice. You know, right. that kind of thing. But, yeah. And this, this was sort of what we were saying before. So I write the story in the New York Times. And I said to them, I said, look, I know that this may be, I don't even know if this is ethical. I said, but if there's any way I could come to opening night of the share show. Right. After the story comes out. Right. You really would, it would make my year. I right. said, it would be huge for me. I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan of hers. So at the last minute, they called us a couple of days before and they said, we have two tickets. <gasps> I so, saw it on Instagram. Then yeah. the story came out. We were seven seats away from Cher in her row. No fucking I was way. In Cher's row. Fucking shit. Fuck <laughs> shit. Fuck. It was Floaty, her producer, right, and the, who's wonderful, and then and then Cher, and then uh, seven seats, and then me, and then Jim. And I was Jim. It's like I've seen this before. I'm gonna watch her all the whole time. So Jim leaned over every t- every joke and leaned over to see what she. Was oh doing. God, that's so annoying. He's pain in the ass, but I love him for doing right. it. Right. But anyway, but so no, that was pretty great. But th- but I said to myself that night, I said, you know what. This this weekend, the way it had all gone, I said, makes up for so many years of right. feeling Shit. slights. And I said, you know what? If I said, if it if it lasts three days, it's fine. But this weekend, I'm on top. But do you feel <laughs> like you don't ask for shit? Like, I feel like there's so many people that go in and ask for shit and they're entitled. And I never do that. I'm no, like, we need, to, we need right. to learn that. I'm we like, do. oh, I hope this one. But the worst, worse than not asking for stuff is letting the stupid voice in your head when someone says something. Right. Right now, you know what I'm struggling with? I had a 20-year-old whom I like. Tell me, you post too much on Instagram. Fuck you! I don't, I don't follow you anymore. You post too often. Okay? And you know what I would have said? You're fucking 20 years old. Shut the fuck up, you fucking <laughs> asshole. 
Yin Pei's team mentioned, you know what? You're dumb. You're 20. <laughs> yeah, that's what I should have said. But it hurt my feelings. And that's, that's kind right. of silly. And when it's like, like, people like, oh, yeah, you can take a joke. I'm, I don't know about you, but don't don't people think they can tease you because you make jokes? Oh, my like, God. I don't want to be no. teased. I do, I, and I don't want to talk to you after my show about, like, you know, you know, I just, I, shut up. <laughs> you know, I remember when I remember when uh, I found out that Barbara Streisand, like, never would want to talk to the audience after her show. And I was like, I am so mad at Barbara. You know, because Barbara Streisand's yeah. like for a Jewish girl from New Jersey. Sure. Like the, you know, God. Jewish girl from any Jewish gay guy. Yeah. A gay guy right. from, of any persuasion. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, that's horrible. And now as a performer, it's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. You know, I do like that. I do. It's terrible. You do? I, if I write a book, it's so that I can go on the book tour. It's terrible. I really don't. It's like all I want to do is talk to people and go, hi, I'm glad you like my book. You're so I cute. mean, there are some people I don't mind talking to, but then the majority of them are like, hey, you know what happened to me today? And I was uh, using your act. You feel, yeah. And I'm like, shut the fuck away from me. <laughs> um, as a journalist. Yes. How do you feel about, I mean, I feel so awful. For journalists, right? Like I, oh, it's terrible. It's a dangerous profession, right? Now. Like not writing about Sharon is right. She could snap out of it, give right, you a, right, a right. slug if she doesn't like your story. But probably. like, what the fuck is going on? I, this is like from other countries. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. It's just. It's just nuts. And I do. I think you have to. I think the consumption of news is what's changed for me. Right, right, You're right. looking at like, I am taking in as much information, and the window is closed. I cannot right. take any information, right. and now we're done. But uh, but I do feel. It does feel better since the November elections for me. I'm I'm less troubled, even though I see horrible things going on. Right. I don't feel like uh, there is no checks and balances at all. There's right. not enough. Right. Right. Till someone's wearing an orange jumpsuit, to right. That stupid cotton candy hair. I, it's, I'm not going to be happy. But it's at least somebody is is being loud and saying, "Oh, this is bullshit." It's I have gone. to say, Nancy Pelosi. She's fucking amazing. Oh, I like her. Yeah, I mean that interview with Joy Reid, where she, where they were talking about the motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like I, I tweeted about the woman saying motherfucker, and everyone's like, you know, there's all these people like, um, she's anti-Israel and she hates Jews, and you're defending her. I'm like, I'm not talking about her politics. She said motherfucker, and you're making a big, huge fucking deal about it. She did nothing compared to what this fucking asshole. <laughs> like I can't. Any other person would be fired from their job. Like, they would be gone if they behaved like him. Oh, like, sure. he's such a fucking asshole. He fucking paid those porn stars. He cheats on his wife. And these, like, these geo, like, they just The did. moment he made fun of the handicapped guy. Oh, my God. That should have been it. Right. That should have been that in the I end. I agree. The, the, grab, the moment the tape grabbed him by the pussy, that right. should have been in the end. It's Never. Like, no, and it's just, there's, there's such a warped. But you know what it is? It goes back to when we were. When we were doing, we were in college. Right. Honestly, the seeds of it go back that far. Right. There were so many stupid people running around. Right. Who were denied a good education. Right. Who were indoctrinated into being unthinking right. masses. Right. That they've been downgraded. Everybody's well, stupid. Well, I feel now. like, yeah, I feel like the, the, the least, the, the, you know, the less you put into education, this is why we're like Bush, George W. All Bush. Them. It's all been horrible right. since we were kids. It's like they really it was it's, it's but, steady but, decline from of, of rewarding the stupid people. And now the kid who sat in the last row and made it so you didn't understand a goddamn thing in a different right. class and why you can't speak Italian after four right, years of sitting right. there with Mr. DeSopo not learning nothing is be, is now the president. Of right. The United States. Exactly. <laughs> but also we went to public schools. There was art. There was um 
there, you know, there was the bands, yeah, their sports, like it was, and now that's all gone. That's all. There's no money for. Fuck you, Betsy DeVos. You fucking cunt. I hate, so I hate that fucking bitch. Um, I guess we use all the words on the. Oh, we do. So, um, I, I, the freedom of the press. And I wanted to also talk about freedom of speech. Yes. Because in what sense of the word? Freedom? Well, here's the deal. I am a total advocate for freedom of, from anyone from the you know um, Fred Phelps. You know, to Gandhi, I feel like everyone should be able to say whatever the fuck they want, because you know what? Then we have more information about them and we can decide this person's a fucking asshole. But now everyone has a platform, you know, where they can, you know, spread lot like the fact that the president lies like that he lies and he lies to the American people. He probably lied 300 times in the times you and I have been talking since we started. Right, 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 right. Two, 300 times. And and yet it's like, oh, he and they can't even say the word lie. I know. And also it's like there, there, I feel like there's an entire great mass of people who have no bullshit detector. Right. That's what we used to, as a journalist. That's what your 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 great skill as a journalist. It's not really how good you write. Right. It's nice if you're a good wordsmith. Right. But honestly, do you have a bullshit detector? Right. And you listen to something going, that doesn't make any sense. Right. It's right. Stupid. Like, I can't believe people don't realize how fucking. So as far as fr- what is your do you have any parameters when it comes to freedom of speech? I, not for you. No, but I was for, for other people. I think if you're advocate I think if it's not funny, right? That is the that's is a number huge one. Thing. I mean, I think if Kevin Hart's jokes had been funnier, I'd have given him a pass. I said that on yeah. I did it on CNN. I said, listen, you know, because first my initial thing was, you know, I love Kevin. I've you know I know him. He's a great guy, and funny. he apologized. Yeah. Um, and then I took this. I felt like this Ellen thing. Oh, I was so mad at right, her for that because it was like Ellen. Here's a moment where you could say, do you understand why people are still upset about that? You know, because it, first of all, it wasn't funny. It was not funny. It's no, not I'm, a funny I was, joke. I, advocating violence against right. your gay kid. It's like, where's the joke? At, right. There's a, when yeah, the joke right. When there's a joke. Um, but here was a teachable moment where he could say, instead of saying, I already apologized, I'm done. He could have said, you know, I really, as I've gotten older, I've really realized that I have such an impact on people and that that was a wrong message. Like, just... Or said, God, I said some horrible I things. I know. You know just like, say, it's, it's, it's like, so it's like it's oh, a, you apologized already? You know, it's like, okay, I understand, but it was not funny. Like, No, it was the kind of apology where someone says, I'm sorry you were offended. Right. It's like, that's that. So now it's my fault. I mean, That's he like, had no. apologized, and I love him. I think he's the uh, such a great guy. He but, really didn't handle this well. But but the, who is, is she? The queen of? Um, She's not my queen. My queen is dead. It's Liberace. Uh, <laughs> no, but no, I just, it really was somebody called her the gay pope and something right. I read. And I was like, she's not the gay pope. Right. You don't get to absolve people of their sins because right. you've decided it's okay. Right, right. And, and then I love where they, they're like, well, it's so, there's so uh, soon before the Oscars. How are we going to find someone? There are, Ten oh my God! Are you fucking kidding who me? Want that job, and eight thousand of them would do a halfway decent job. Right, right. And two hundred would be do a rocket right. job, and about fifty would knock it out of the park. Right, you right. Know? So don't act like oh that's a hard gig to fill. Right. There's a lot of people, even people who are already mega talented and successful, right. not even give, opening it up to other people. But it's like there are a lot of people who could handle that job. Right. Who, who would be happy to take it? Yeah. 
Um, but I do believe, you know, I always get questions about Louis. I'm like, he's a comic. He has a right to get on stage where he can go on stage. It's like telling a painter they can't paint. Um, but I, I don't know if you read that thing in the Times that the psychologist wrote about pleading to him to, you know, deal with his issues. But, you know, again, I don't think the Parkland joke was funny at all. No, and, but I don't think he gets to make surprise appearances. Right. It's sort of like, dude, you're known for 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 springing your schwanz on people. Right. It's like, how about you tell people I'm appearing at blah blah blah, right, right. and they come if they want to. Right. I don't think you get to be the unannounced guest if you're known. Yeah, for, that's a good if, point. I never thought about that. If you're known for your surprise right. tactics, you might want to not. Just right, show and up. then you have your audience who's who's wants to and listen to very, you. And he says when he talks about aging and stuff, well, you know, he's fucking hilarious. Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah, but it's like, but you also, I think sometimes they. The, Comedians love to self-destruct. Right. They really do. They like if they cannot think of enough ways to shoot themselves in the foot. The thing is, though, he's beyond brilliant, you know. Um, but he's someone who's talked about the rawest, you know, honest, most honest. And here's the elephant in the room, and he's not talking about it. I mean, I, I, I'm sure he's working on talking about it, but you know, you can't just go, okay, um, hey, I'm going to just do these jokes that I'm working on, you know, because. He's known for this brutal honesty. So if I were going to interview him, I'd want him to masturbate for me. I really would. It's like I would like that. Are you I'd fucking be, kidding sure. me? I'd be like, would you do this? I can't with me? the red pubes. <laughs> oh, no, I like red pubes. Ew. Oh, no, I, do. I like a good fire crotch. No way. No, I do. Um, speaking of red pubes, yes. have you and Jim, um, I often ask that, you know, make sure that I you text blow. you every time we, we, we have a, do a biggie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not so when it's a little, a yeah, all right, little okay. thing. I don't. But I just, when it's really a biggie, you I need do. intimacy. I do. We have a lot of. It's very romantic. Yeah, it's that's not, good. It's not on fire. But right. That's more my doing. You know, and the more I, especially oh, if I see myself in a even though I've lost a hundred. Right now, how did you do? that? you lost a lot of weight. How I lost a lot of weight, but I gained a little bit back. So it's all right. I was gonna say I gained weight over the holidays, and by the holidays I mean this Christmas and last Christmas. Okay, so it's a <laughs> yeah. problem. But uh, you know, I, I've not not too too bad, but but I'm I'm watching again. Right. But you know, I went on. Uh, I Lisa Lampanelli called me to her house. Yeah. And she said, "Oh, I got a great idea for a sitcom." For right. the two of us. So I would drive up to Connecticut. Right. And I'd drive there. And uh, she basically says uh, that I could hear the door lock. Right. Like it was like an Ida Lupino women's right. prison movie. Right. And she said, basically, you've got to get your weight under control. I was 317 pounds. Right. I got, you got to get your weight under control. And you're not going to die on my watch. I think of you as family now. Right. And blah, blah, blah. And, and so she downloaded the uh, an app to my, to my uh, phone. And said, you have got to eat consciously now. And she said, and if you don't lose 30 pounds in the next two and a half months, you have to go see my bariatric surgeon for a right. consultation. And I was terrified. I didn't want to get my stomach right out. So, um, so I went on a diet. And I lost the weight. And then I started losing, you know, and you start losing a little bit and then a little more and a little right. more. And, uh, and I did. And so I started exercising. Right. And it was fun. I went to the doctor. And this is before. Okay. I've kind of fallen off the wagon this fall. Right. Back on now. But uh, but I had, I hadn't been exercising very much, right. and I used to exercise like four or five yeah. days a week, and now it's been like twice a month. Right. You know, so it's not good. But when I get back to LA uh, on Wednesday, I'll be glad. So uh, and we'll be back to to regular. But uh, so I just did that, and and I but I got to the point where someone who could not finish the stress test four years ago, uh, I I was getting to a point where I was running a, a what is it the 
I was on level five on whatever That's the awesome. Thing is. You know, so what is it like, is that like yeah. a 10 minute mile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 minute mile, something six like that. Six is, is a 10 minute mile. Something like that. Yeah, whatever yeah. I was, that's what I was that's doing. That's good. So, uh, yeah, six. I got to six because yes. it, was, it was. But then, th- that, right. and then I and then it was, uh, I went into rehearsal and I started right. eating things. That was good. And right. then I uh, was nervous about something else. And then I ate that. So, yeah, I, I, I went back to eating my feelings, which is the worst thing. And right. now I'm back on the wagon, which is good, but you gotta, you know. I want that app name. It's called Lose It. But there are a lot of them, but Lose okay. It is the one I used. It's so, good, and they pretty much anything. You, the, the the sushi burrito I had at lunch. Over, oh, there? At High How Street. was it? It's good. I get them all the time. But it's like that actual burrito is in the app. You know, it's like, really? it's High Street, you know, slamming tuna, whatever. Yeah. No like, way. Slamming tuna. Let's okay, I'm going to do it. It's called Lose It? Yeah. Okay. And all it's right. fun. And it's, it's good. Cause, and then when people ask you to do athletic things. Like, you can do it. To go? No, but it's like it's not being picked last for gym for the first right, time Right, right, I know, right. Oh, boy. I, um, you know, I work out like a maniac, and I cannot lose weight. Um, I think, A, menopause, B, antidepressants. So Antidepressants I, are hard. Yeah. Now, do you, I ask all my guests, this, have you ever been or do you take antidepressants? I did and I don't. Okay, what'd you, what were you on? I was on... Prozac for a while, mm-hmm. and then something else that wasn't Lexapro, but it was sort of had a name. Selexa, maybe. Okay, something. Anyway, it didn't. I've been on every fucking. Okay, thing. Yeah. I tried them all, and I kind of I decided one day without any, <laughs> without any help from a psychologist, that I was like, I have to get off these. It's like I have. To oh see God, then you, you I was fucking like, I have to see lose what your I'm mind. Really like. Yeah, and and I so I've been doing that. Wait, did you you did it slowly? Yeah, whatever I was. Put- I did. I did ask them how to do it, but yeah, right, I did. Right. But then I stopped, and then and I told them I said I got to see who I am, and then I started with a new therapist, and, and I haven't been on them in about six years. Six Are you fucking years. kidding me? No, I take so many pills. I got to stop. Mine, mine is anxiety more than yeah. Anxiety. I have terrible anxiety, yeah. and then I have depression too. My, and then I found out. Depressed. I found out this past weekend that my grandmother had. I definitely have sad. Which I used to make so much fun of it, that seasonal yeah, I, disorder. Effectiveness. Fu- effect, yeah. Affect disorder. Yeah. Something, whatever. It means you didn't get enough sun. So right. I definitely have that. Yeah. Like, that's I, why living in L.A. is I know. fun because it's... I, you I don't have, have no sad. Co- I have no color now and it's like, and I don't lie out in the sun. It's but it's like, also... It's so gloomy here. It's like fucking the weather sucks. It's hard. It is hard here. I it definitely really have is. sad. It is so much easier sad. in L.A. to do yeah. anything. Your house in, that you live in, that was yes. the house you grew up in, is it weird walking through there? Like, do you sleep in your parents' bedroom? Yeah. Yeah. The master bedroom, the, my parents' bedroom, well, well, my parents' bedroom was the guest room and the master bedroom. <laughs> they didn't sleep together, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, not for, yeah. Not from when I was a kid. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my dad got to sleep. He came home from the hospital. He had a heart attack. My mother said, you sleep down the hall now. Oh, That's wow. it. Nice. Hello. So, anyway, so we're in the, in the master bedroom. And then the, my childhood bedroom is the Batman room. So right. it's Batman head to toe for his floor right. to ceiling head to toe radio. Anyway, and then there's a nice little guest room and stuff. So we have people over and stuff. But so do my you spend a lot of time there? Fifty two days in a is row. Is it weird? Like, do your neighbors like? Is it what's the neighborhood like? The neighborhood is uh, a lot of people who really have put down roots. The older people have died off, right. but the people who've been there have now been there like fifteen or twenty years, right? And they're the new people, you know. So right. it's it's kind of fun. What's hilarious though is that. Directly across the street, my front yeah. porch faces their back porch uh, to uh, a woman who is a very high powered agent. No way. Okay. Now, she mostly lives in the city, but she's there all the time because her sister lives there. Full right. Time. 
So in this silly little town, we're going. Are you going to the HBO Golden Globes party? Oh my I'm god, I'm not going to be hilarious. back in time. Are you? Right. Gonna, yeah, I think I'll go. You know, so she has all these major clients, and it's hilarious. But so we yell uh, like Hollywood gossip across the street. In my that's silly fucking hometown. unbelievable. But Ooh. you don't feel weird in the house, like in your well, parents. Well, people say to me, they say, "Why don't you just sell that house right. and really move to LA?" And I said, "I can't as long as my parents are there." And. <laughs> and <laughs> And there is there's um, a the ghost of your parents kind of there in the dog right the first dog too it's very I say hello to them whenever I walk in because we were because we were getting there were moments of of like ghosting uh, no way not ghosting like I can't call you right right now but ghosts yeah yeah yeah, agent doesn't call no uh, yeah no yeah there was a moment on the first anniversary of my father's death where we got locked in the garage no way and then we finally get we finally figure out how to open we didn't even know that door could lock right and so we get finally get in the house. And it's boiling. And somebody had turned, somebody, quote unquote, had turned it up to as high as the furnace could No be. way. And my father was always cold. Right. And so it was, I was like, you are pranked. So I ended up having, I was still doing the radio show. And I said to someone about a, pr- a psychic. And then they said, oh, if you want that shit to stop, just acknowledge that they're there and go, okay, I get it. It's like, right, you know, right, right. So I do. And so you just tell them. And it stopped? Yeah, it kind of did. Wow, I'm I mean, but do I do, that. but I do. If you get the psychic, apparently you just, they just want to know you. Like like living people, they just right. want to know you. Can exist. you call me? Yeah. Call me. So it's pretty funny. I haven't heard from you, Frank. But there are moments, you know, where you just are like, wow. I I don't. Do you ever I'm like not religious? But I do think there's a what, the, what does my religious aunt say? There's right. a thin veil between the worlds, and I do I do kind of think that's true. Do you feel like? Do you ever have memory like you're laying in bed going, "Oh my god," and have like vivid memories of your Oh, yeah. oh my god, yeah. yes. Oh, please. For you when I wrote my first book, it's people like, "How did you remember such detail?" I said, "The house looks exactly the right, same." Right, right, right. It's, you know, so but now it's it's very different, but yeah, I do. But I come across things. I found the Like uh, I would cry, I think. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I get very weepy yeah. now. Well, that's I tell you, you go off antidepressants and all that stuff, you yeah. do cry to I cry all the time now, yeah. But I I'm still on aged. Maybe yeah. I have what do they call menopause? It's maybe it's a Oh thing. yeah. Okay, is like your vagina it, dry? Most <laughs> my sex, my urges have yeah. dried up. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's most the guys. I love them because oh, I take testosterone. It's like oh, you're disgusting. You're an asshole. It's like oh, it's I like just, I, th- what I don't understand is if you can't get it up and you need like Viagra, like then just can't get a just, hobby. Yeah, get a just hobby. Fi- like, Read you're a book. done. You're done. Move what on the to the point? next phase. You can't get life. it up. Like it's fucking. <laughs> All right. Um, it's, it's really, should you, if you, maybe your days of riding a pogo stick are right. over. You know, done. it's, just it's over. Like, you're done. We, I love with it. I saw this, this thing online and it was, it said, can you be sexy after 50? And I was, I just wrote back, no. <laughs> <laughs> and there's part of me that agrees with that and right. part of me that doesn't, but there's more of me that right. agrees with it. It's right. like, why would yeah. you, it's, you know, once it's like in a, a while in a hotel, of, yeah. you make right. nice and you're like, look what we, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, ooh, ooh, sure. it's like liver and insurance. Right. Ooh, sure, look what we did. Yeah. It's, that's the way you feel. Right. But it can't be that all the time. And people who are, who that's what they have in common, right. I feel sad. Yeah, you know? I, I agree. It's sort of like get a get a hobby, get a life, get a dog, now, get something. The last question I ask, yes. all, I guess, is because the name of the podcast is Kill Me Now, and everything pisses me off, as you know. Yes. Um, what pisses you off more than anything? Like, I want to know what makes you fuck, like you want to fucking bash a hole in the wall uh, and it could be anything it could be you know people looking down at their phones while they're walking down the street it could be like incompetence tip jars like it could be anything but like what makes you fucking crazy people who 
don't care that they're bad spellers. Oh, that's a good one. Or, or that they don't care. They're like people who are, it's not that wrong the way I wrote it. It's like, right. I really, the fact that my husband, when when I watch my husband proofread, right. I would, I could eat him alive. It turns me on right. so much. When he'll go, get a load of how stupid, they think it's right. in Spain, but it's in Portugal. Look right. at how stupid this is. Right. It gets, I, that, I love, that, that would turn that me on. turns me on. Smart turns grammar, me on. Grammar. Gra- oh, yeah. Grammar. And spelling. And I love, like, you know, a lot of smart people can't spell. And I always say, you know the word? There's another name for people who are bad spellers. What? Stupid. Right. That's what it is. Stupid. Right. Or look it up. Like or look it, it up. Here's the thing. Like, you're, you're going to have bad grammar and bad spelling. And they're fucking, they check. It's spell check. <laughs> There's fucking, it's not even like you have to go to look in a dictionary. I Okay. I write all the time. I studied it, the whole thing. Right. Today I was writing something, and I couldn't remember how to spell couture. I, I do that. I, that happens to me all the time. And I was just like, it's like it's that doesn't stupid. sound. Um, look right. C O U T O U R. That's stupid. Right. So you look it up. Right. It's like you don't just let it go. Oh, it's not that wrong. It's wrong. I You're tweeted something. Get it wrong. I tweeted something last night, and it was so grammatically incorrect, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" So that I had. And then I wrote, "Let me rephrase that," because like I can't. Like, I, I want to say it correctly. I posted on Facebook and I said, on a stairwell. And then the next day I looked and I said, it's in a stairwell. Right. On a stairwell. It's on a staircase and right. in a stairwell. So I went back and fixed it. It's right. like I proofread my own right, Facebook Right, right, post. right, right. It's, it's a bit, well, Trump is a really good speller. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. He's, he's the best at everything. I know. He really is. He, he knows really, more about spelling than anyone. He is. He should not be called president. He yeah. should be called king of douchebag. I fucking hate that motherfucker so I've much. I've never hated him I'm next. I can't. And Pence and fucking Ooh, Kellyanne Cuntway. You, those two are not fucking her and her fucking husband. Because yeah. George you? Conway. No, George Conway hates Trump. Um, and Pence. Pence is like. He is such a homo. He, yeah. A bomb, like, too. Yeah. He's, you know oh, absolutely. Probably a fisting bomb. And you know who else is a homo? Who? Lindsey Graham. Oh, def. Oh, that's yeah. not that's. He's also the. He's also the one. You know the the chicken who has the hots for uh for foghorn Leghorn? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, Granny yeah, Goose yeah. or whatever she has. Yeah. That, that's that's. And him. they all keep that secret. Ugh, he's he's just the asshole. worst. I you know. Oh, and you just read the. It's no bullshit detector. That's the thing. You just read right. these quotes. Of the, I was reading some story of Lindsey Graham said something. You know, the goal is not to keep the. You know, not to open the government. It's, it's like. It's like you're never getting the wall. Right. Okay? I don't care if I, it takes me ten hours to get through the airport. Right. I don't want. You're not getting. But the it's wall. also these. I heard some guy crying. Like he can't feed his kids. Be, and he, you know, he can't. He has no money. And this motherfucker, his cabinet gets a ten thousand dollar rate. Like this is fucking. I, this is fucking like ridiculous. Like how are you not completely fucking pissed off about it? I because I just worry about spelling. It's yeah. just easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it and it does. But you know, I don't want. You know, when you when when Bush the son was aged, yeah. whatever W whatever the yeah W was, yeah there was that feeling of oh god I'm smarter than the president yeah now it's sort of like no, yeah, 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 yeah my yeah. dog is smarter than right. the president I know like, this is stupid horrible Frank I love you I love I you can't too, thank you enough for doing this now that was fun where can people find you uh, I mean I feel like you use Instagram too much I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're 20. Shut up. No. Uh, it's yeah. I, uh, at Frank DeCaro show. It's D E C A R O. So at Frank DeCaro show. Right. Pretty much on all social media. Right. And, uh, Twitter. They don't seem to like me anymore because I wasn't posting for a while, and now no one sees anything. Oh, I tweet more than I Instagram. No, I I'm, guess that's I, bad. I Instagram and I Facebook and I have a fan page, but it's all. I'm at done Frank with. Fa- I, I really kind of hate Facebook now, but mm. yeah. But Instagram still makes me happy because I like yeah. to take pictures of. I I'm, hate pictures. I like words. I'm very visual. Yeah, I'm not. I'm more. So. Yeah. But I'm really excited. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna 
to be doing appearances and things, uh, not only with Lisa Lampanelli, but right. also for this book. But yeah, now it's what's the name of the book? Drag Combing Through the Big Wigs of Show Business. Awesome. And it's from Rizzoli coming at the end of April. And it's uh, it really was That's a, gonna a labor of love, and it's really fun. But it's it's, it's as much about Bianca Del Rio, right? Uh, or excuse me, it's as much about Flip Wilson as Geraldine right. as right. it is about Bianca Del Rio. Right. It's Lady Bunny. It's, it's oh, that's all, it's awesome! Great, I like, she, Lady Bunny was a queens. guest. Oh, yeah. she's the best. She, she's, she's the smart. best. So, so fucking smart. I know. But no, it's it's. I wanted to shed light on performers who maybe weren't on Drag Race, right? And the ones who were, right? But also, kind of draw the the through line from. Uh, from the early days of drag right. queenery. I mean, certainly cross-dressing for the theater is hundreds and hundreds right, of years. Right. But there was like a guy who had a Broadway theater named after him in 1912. His name was Julian Eltinch. It's now the multiplex on 42nd Street. No know? way. Yeah, the one closest to the Port Authority there. Is he... Uh... I believe he's a dirty yeah. queer, I think. Right. But he didn't admit it. He said he defended. A lot right. of them defended their masculinity, right. which is, makes me scream. Yeah. But no, he was fun. So Julian Eltinch had a theater 1912. Wow. So uh, so the, he's kind of the one that they think of. And did you go to P-Town and do any research there? I did. I interviewed. You know David Drake? Oh, of course. Okay, I loved it. Wonderful yeah. actor. He's running the Provincetown Theater. Provincetown Theater. Yeah. But he did a character named uh, Tawny Heatherton. Uh-huh. And so I included him as sort of, I did each, in, in a lot of the cities or t- in towns, I picked one person. And so right. I picked him from there because he lives there. Right. But also he has such an interesting history. So even if Tawny doesn't perform that often, I thought he was the right guy because right. Uh, he was like in pa- the original cast of Pageant. Wow. He played um, in Vampire Lesbians longer than Charles Bush who wrote no. it. Right. He's done drag on like, you know. Everything from Law and Order to uh, to um, Vinyl, right, I think right, he was right. on. So, so he had this great story. So he was really fun. And then you know the the, the other folks that perform there every summer, I did from their home bases. So Varla's right. in there, and oh, that's R- Jimmy James. Ryan Landry and Jimmy yeah. James, and uh, but there's tributes to Divine oh, and Sylvester, was, yeah, and the the. Um, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and right. the Kinsey Six and the Boulay Brothers. Who are I mean, the and... only drag I knew growing up was on MASH. He's you know? in there. I've got he a great has... picture of him. He's I love him. like a prom dress with a chest right. higher than mine. Right. Jamie Farr. Yeah. And the best, the best thing is I have a picture of Fred Gwynn as Herman Munster in drag. No way. And not the one from the TV movie. Right. The one from the series. I was in the TV movie. He was hit. Were you real? Yeah, you I, play? played, I played his sister. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. TV movie was that? Who was the who played Frankenstein? Who played Herman? Um, right? um, Ed Herman. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to, I have at home. I'll go yeah, watch yeah. it. I can't believe you got to do. Yeah. That. What did it you look amazing. like? Did you look like I looked fr- like him? Like I was dressed as a female him. And they made a like big thing of my face, and I'm you dead. Have life, you have a life mask of you. Yeah, I did, and I was like, oh my god, that like I would look at it like, oh my god, that's what I'm going to look like when I'm dead. You know, it but, didn't. Go, you saved that, didn't you? No. I have nothing. I've had to declutter. Oh, um, never, I hope I'm dead before I declutter. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I hope when they declutter, I'm one of the clutter th- items they throw <laughs> that away. They yeah, de- I do. Um, Frank, you are the best. Oh, do you are. Thank you. Stop. Thank you. Um, so everyone, look for Frank. He's amazing. Buy that book. Buy his new book. <laughs> buy his other four books, except for uh, a, gr- a boy named Phyllis, because I can't fucking find it anymore. Well, let's get it back in print. Okay. Let's demand it. Um, I... Just you're the best. And thank, thank you, you so much uh, for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Frank DeCaro. Thank you for listening to Kill Me Now. And I will be back next week. I love you. I love you. So long. Yeah.
Everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Thank you.